This presentation is from Service Design Canberra 2016. For more presentations from this and other conferences, please visit uxaustralia.com.au. And without any more ado than that, I will hand over to Susie. Welcome to the stage. Hi, everyone. Thank you. Um, so I'm from Folk, who have provided those beautiful yellow books to you today. Um, we're based in Sydney. And I'm going to talk about the unexpected results of going digital. So um, over the last couple of years, I've worked for very large government organisations and banks. And I find a lot of similarities in the way that they can get tangled up in this digital transformation space. Um, we, we know that customers are um, now keen to um, be interacting online where they can. Um, the majority of us tell them that they prefer to interact online. Um, but let's look at the scenario. Digital adoption targets are being reached. So for a, a number of large organisations that we've worked with, they've set targets. The targets can be as high as 70% uh, transition in a three to five year period. Um, research is telling us that customers prefer to interact with bank service centres and utility providers online. So why is it that still millions of calls to call centres and many people still visit branches and uh, service centres? <clears throat> so the goal, what is business doing? They're setting digital adoption targets to see costs reduce. They increase customer interaction with digital services. They're reducing business costs associated with having a contact centre. That's their goal. What do customers want? They want to be able to access information anytime, anywhere, from any device and have full multi-channel access when they need it. You can already see that there's a tension existing here. What do we know? Customers tell us that when they interact, they want service transparency. Ensure the customer is well informed at every step the company takes. Provide clarity around the plan of action. Clear understanding when applications, requests, etc., will be resolved. Proactive interactions. Keep the customer informed by contacting them. I had a, a situation just recently where um, my bank was... Um, uh, getting the contact centre to call me. I just paid this huge amount the week before, but apparently I owed $48. Um, I'd actually paid over 40000 the week before. It was a very odd situation. Um, but they were trying to fix it up in the background, which was great. A week later, they still hadn't contacted me. I'm no clearer on what happens. It went on for three weeks. So I use those sort of examples to say this is happening to customers all around where they have no idea what's going on. Although corporations and governments are placing greater emphasis on keeping their customers at forefront, um, this comes with a desire to, sorry, to lift digital interaction rates and enhance relationships. But um, sorry. service continuity, ability for customers to be able to pick up where they left off when switching between channels, and this is a really big part of this shift because customers are used to interacting the way they want to. They expect there to be consistency within channels. And a lot of the time when um, service designers or UX designers are coming into um, digital channels, they're not thinking about what actually is happening in these other areas. 
So the voice of the customer, I'm afraid I'll do the wrong thing. All these different quotes, a poor first experience with a channel is likely to be a deterrent or barrier for future interactions for customers. Somebody said to me, you don't get a second chance to make a good first impression. And that can be so true in that people are put off actually continually interacting. Complex information doesn't work because people don't read it. How many people have I spoken to recently who said, I never read the instructions, I just jump straight in. If it doesn't work, I'll just move on and try and find some other way to fix the problem. Due to legacy issues, one organisation has three receipt numbers for one online transaction. How confusing is that to a customer if they want to try and find out more about that interaction or, or follow up on it? Some customers felt that for um, a legal transaction, sorry, they um, wanted to ensure that they got it right, so they would rather speak with a person. The key drivers for not even attempting to try an online transaction um, were wanting reassurance and confirmation and um, confusion, lack of computer or internet. Um, Organisations want to know what they need to do to decrease, and that's why they get us to help them. But the business makes assumptions. Business hypothesis one. Older and non-English speaking people prefer to use assisted human channels because they are uncomfortable with online interactions. That's why some of the banks have 12 million calls to their call centres. That's the, the business's point of view. Okay? They make up the bulk of calls and visits. Business hypothesis two. By providing more complex information, we can reduce ambiguity and confusion and provide reassurance. Do you think this will work? <coughs> so, um, a quote from a user. Logging in as a registered user to update your licence details, but only as a guest if you are updating your car registration details. It's confusing. Why are they different? Customers often don't understand. Few organisations look at a customer's experience across multiple channels. Legacy policies and legislation are inconsistent and inconsistently applied. It is estimated by businesses that 50% to 70% of calls are due to uh, solving a query online. That, sorry, solving a query that could have been solved online. Um, but if customers prefer online interactions, why are they calling? Okay, so the business makes more assumptions. But this is what happens. So for some reason I was up at 4.36am this morning looking at my CBA account. And you might notice something here. Um, so if you have a look at um, the pending charge, $27.12 for Prezi. And then there's another one down the bottom. Made on Sunday, $27.13. I think the American dollar must have changed slightly in that time hence the one cent difference. I didn't make the transactions twice. It's just an error on my account. If you have a look at the next one at 4.37am this morning, um, you've got uh, Guardian News and then on the same day again, Guardian News, $100. Now, what's happening is that um, in the past, if you 
had a bank account and you got your statement in the mail, you would get it every month or if you're a business or every three months. And corrections would be made by the bank in that time and you wouldn't even be aware of it. And occasionally you might get a statement that had an issue with it, but you would follow it up once you got your statement. But now we're looking at our mobile phones all the time. Some people look at their accounts on their phones up to 10 times a day. I fell into a trap like that this morning. And I know that probably in a day or two when I go back, that'll be fixed. I know that because I used to work at CBA and I know how banks work, but there's a lot of people who don't understand that. So as soon as they see that, they call. They want to know how the error can be fixed. And this is what is driving a lot of those calls. So insight one, customers want the service promise. What have you said you're going to give them? They need reassurance and they need reduced ambiguity. Insight two, in the end, the customer just wants us to be reliable, consistent and simple to do business with. It's a pretty easy request, really, isn't it? So what should we do now? So what we try to do, and it's interesting because a lot of people talk to me about, um, uh, you know, if I do a service design project, I very rarely get to see the end of it. It goes on for a very long period of time. For me, a relationship that you have with a service and with a client is ongoing. You know, don't think that once you've designed that app that it stops. It will go on forever, really, because... You know, improvements will be made in technology. We'll find out more about our customers, our customer segmentation, etc. So it's going to continue. We need to listen to customer service representatives because they're at the, the face of the, the customer reactions to what they're seeing. Um, we need to listen to customers and use that knowledge, tailor the experience based on needs. Ooh, I'm over time. <coughs> Recommendations, don't make assumptions. Use analytics to deepen the business understanding. Um, in assisted channels and their interactions. What and why? Who are they? And proactively identify opportunities. So the assumptions that the business made about who was calling, that was wrong. 60% of the calls to a major bank were from people who saw errors on their accounts. The call numbers were 12 million. So 60% of them were about errors. Listen to your customer. Increase investment in online channels to simplify not make it more complicated, self-service capabilities and ensure there is clarity. And by the way, those customers' were quotes were from 18 to 25-year-olds. Thank you. That's it. We hope you enjoyed this presentation from Service Design Canberra 2016. For more presentations from this and other conferences, please visit uxaustralia.com.au.